Hello sons of God. Welcome to our today's teaching. My name is Josephine Hill. Today I want us to go straight to the topic. We are talking about the works of the devil and the works of Jesus Christ. So many times we talk about the finished works. So many times we talk about sin. So many times we talk about so many things but we need to really understand which is which and what did we do and which work is greater and which work is stronger and which work are we standing on or which work are we proclaiming because so many times we proclaim the works of the devil in ignorance so let's go together from the very beginning in 1 John chapter 3 he writes to us is actually the one who introduces us to the words the works of the devil and he says in 1 John chapter 3 verse 5 John says and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins and in him there is no sin Pay attention to those words. He was manifested to take our sins. It is the same John who writes in John 1:29 that behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Just pay attention to those words. Then in verse 8, just jump with me to verse 8 and we'll see. The same John says, "He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil." This scripture has already answered you. So what is the works of the devil? The works of the devil is sin. The works of the devil it was the bringing of sin to mankind. The works of the devil is death. That's why he says he was a murderer from the beginning. Uh, let me read it to you again and see Jesus agreeing to John's word. Let's go to John chapter 8. There is a conversation between Jesus and the Pharisees, a very intense discussion. Let's jump together to verse 41. John 8:41 he says, "You do the deeds of your father." Then they say to him, "We were not born of fornication, we have one father, God." Jesus said to them, "If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceed forth and come from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word." You are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him when he speaks he speaks a lie he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it so look at Jesus what he's saying here uh, first of all we begin by John telling us that Jesus came to destroy sin he came to destroy sin he came to destroy the works of the devil which is sin Then the same John also say that devil has been a murderer from the beginning. Now I want us to go together to the beginning and see if this this these claims are true. If we go back together in Genesis chapter 1, you know Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3 when the creation of God is made when man is created and put in the garden, you remember very well that a law was given to man and he was told from the tree of the this tree you shall not eat you know there was a tree that he was not supposed to partake of but then we see the serpent comes you know satan the devil comes in form of the serpent and he deceives the woman and the woman eats and remember they had been told the day they shall eat they shall surely die so death was introduced in the garden by the serpent by satan by the devil this is why jesus says he's been a murderer from the beginning because it had been said the day you shall eat from that tree you shall die because it had been said the result of the transgression of this law is sin which leads to death do you see where death came in 
and this kind of death is not like the physical death because we see even after Adam died in regards to the transgression of the law he still lived 930 years later so when God when when Jesus speaks to the Pharisees calling them you know you you are like your father who is the devil and is a murderer from the beginning Jesus was speaking in, in, in perspective of the works of the devil that were done in Genesis the devil didn't start killing that day that Jesus was on earth he killed mankind from the very beginning at Eden because he knew by man transgressing this law sin comes and with sin comes death now let me take you back to Genesis because I want us to understand clearly the works of the devil so many times we have we have failed to understand how when God created man how he ended up ended up being Adam or when man, when God created this female how she ended up being Eve so one day while studying the Holy Spirit opened my eyes and I saw something in the communion or in the fellowship or in the in the writing from the very beginning from Genesis chapter 1 all through Genesis chapter 4 any reference to man is called mankind now let me show you something in Genesis chapter 5 there's a very script the very clear scripture here that got me to sit down and think Genesis 5 2 says he created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind in the day that they were created listen to this scripture it is written intentionally and it's like it keeps emphasizing on something let's read it again he created them male and female and he blessed them and he called them mankind in the day that they were created so the day God created this man the God created the day God created mankind remember God created the heavens the earth and all things that were in heaven that were on earth now we are talking about specifically the species of mankind so the day that God created a man and placed them in the garden he called them mankind even the day he removed the woman from the man he still called them mankind and the writer here tells us that in the day they were created what did he mean did he mean a time will come when they'll have a different name okay pay attention I want us to go together again to Genesis chapter 4 all through Genesis chapter 1 to chapter 3 the communication or the reference given to the man that God created was man after the fall something happened go with me to Genesis chapter 3 verse 17 actually let's begin from verse 15 now this is after the fall and the curses were being pronounced and in 15 he says I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel to the woman I'm telling you all along, sit down and study and you'll realize that every reference given to man from the day they were created is either on the man or the woman or mankind before it, there was a male or a female. And then he says to the woman, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children, your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Now he's addressing the man and the woman. But then something changes from verse 17. Then to Adam, he said, from the, this is the very first time the name Adam is mentioned. And then to Adam, he said, because you have veered to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Cast is the ground for your sake, in toil you shall eat, and all the days of your life. Wait, all along this man has been called mankind. 
in Genesis 5:2 in fact this is after he has been referred to as Adam we are taken back to what they were called the day they were created so when god created adam when god created let me call him just as he did when god created the species of mankind the male and the female he called them mankind but there is something that happened after mankind was in the garden a command was given to him there is a tree that you shall not partake of it but then something happens the serpent through the woman deceives them and they transgress this law so something happens when they partook of the knowledge of good and evil they became different they were learning, they were all of a sudden they were running from god and god came and asked adam you know asked the man you know where are you and the man was answering and saying you know i hid myself when i had you coming because i was naked so all of a sudden there's a there's a change there's a shift the man that god created is no longer the man why because the man that god created knew no evil had no knowledge of good or evil knew he did not know that he was naked he did not know that he was tall or short he did not know that he was black or white he did not know any good or evil he was just there but then he has partaken from the tree that he was told not to partake what has happened and remember his partaking of this tree took some help some you know some evil help it is not man that sat down and realized i can eat from this tree no it is the devil who deceived man for man to partake of the tree that he, was, he had been told not to partake and the moment man partakes of this tree he becomes a different creation he becomes a man who knows evil and good he becomes a man who is running away from god he becomes a man who has this aware that you know i'm not so fit i'm not so good i'm not tall enough i'm not short enough the same knowledge that people have today because they lack the knowledge of god so the man has been corrupted it is from this point that man becomes to be known as adam and the woman is known as eve Haven't you ever asked yourself all along why they were never called Adam or Eve? The name Adam, the identity Adam comes as a result of knowing good and evil. So the works of the devil was the making of Adam. I always tell you God did not create Adam. God created mankind and he has defended himself in these words in Genesis chapter 5 verse 2 we have read it. The day he created them, he blessed them and he called them mankind, both male and female. But then all of a sudden we see there is another there is another species there is another kind there is another kind that God did not create this kind is called Adam this kind is called Eve so the works of the devil was the making of Adam the works of the devil was the making of sin why because Adam was the man of sin in Romans chapter 5 let's read it together for us to understand even what sin is I've always said we have to go back to Eden like Paul tells us very wonderful scriptures here let me just read one you know it is paul who actually shed more light on the aspect of sin or the knowledge of sin or the source of sin in romans 5:19 he says for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners one man's disobedience the, it it is the same man it it is the, it is still the same paul who said through one man sin entered so for us to understand sin and how it entered we have to go back to this one which is the man adam and how did sin come when adam when when this man was deceived by satan to partake of the forbidden tree and he acquired the knowledge of good and evil that's when he became adam now listen the man that god created he called them mankind This man did not know good or evil. They always hung out with God. I want us to understand this. 
Now, something happens in between mankind and Adam. Something happens. What is this something? Satan comes in form of the serpent and deceives Eve. Of course, the Eve works together with Adam and they break, they transgress the law of God. So from this moment, we are not talking about the same man that God created. No, there is a new kind of man. This man is called Adam. I want us to pay attention. So the making of Adam is the works of the devil. The making of sin is the works of the devil. The making of the man of sin is the works of the devil. Because it is this sin that came and separated God and man. It is this sin that came and man was kicked out of Eden. It is this sin that came and man started seeing himself in a way that God didn't see him. So the acquiring of the knowledge of good and evil is the works of the devil, is what it means to be seen. John himself has told us the Son of God was manifested to destroy sin, you know, to destroy the works of the devil. The works of the devil was sin. Sin was Adam. Sin is not an act. Sin is not a doing. Sin is a personality. Sin is what Adam became when he acquired the knowledge of good and evil. All these acts, they were just they were, they, were, they were just fruits of that knowledge. The knowledge was the tree. I hope it is clear so far. So the making of Adam was the works of the devil. The corruption of the man that God created. God created no man with sin. God created no man with the knowledge of good and evil. No. The man that God created was naked and very peaceful and very beautiful in the presence of God. The man that Satan created all of a sudden became Adam. He became Eve. And they were fearful and they were feeling shameful and they were fleeing from God. The very different kinds of men. If you can sit down and draw a table, on one side write mankind, on the other side write Adam, you will see a very different history because mankind is sinless. Adam is sinful. Mankind is in the presence of God. Adam is running away. Mankind is at peace with God. Adam isn't. There is a very big difference. Mankind knows no good or evil, but Adam does. So the creation of Adam was the works of the devil. I hope it is clear so far. So now we are talking about the works of Jesus Christ, which were the works of Jesus Christ. The works of Jesus Christ was destroying the works of the devil. We have read it. The works of Jesus Christ was taking away sin. John himself said the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Then the same John comes and tells you in John 1 29, you know, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So Jesus taking away the sin of the world simply means it's Jesus fulfilling, you know, destroying the works of the devil. Jesus coming, he came as the last Adam, you know. It pleased God to make Jesus sin. Let us read together. Let us read this together in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I believe without a doubt that you are being edified. In John, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it is written very clearly and simply, verse 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now, sin came through Adam. It is, it is Adam who sinned. It is Adam who bore the nature of sin for the first time. I ask you, how did Akina Enoch Akina Cain, Akina Abel, all these people of the world, how did they all come and get the nature of sin of Adam? God made them sin. Not even God. Let me put God away. It is the law. The law imputed sin on them. In the same Romans chapter 5, it is written, where there is no law, sin cannot be imputed. So the day the law was given to Israel, that is when men were started to be counted as sinners. Not being born, 
It, sin is not made by born. You do not become a sinner by birth. No. If you are to become a sinner by birth, then it will mean Jesus will have to die every time a newborn is born, a child is born. But does it happen? No. Jesus died once and for all. Why? Because sin was imputed on mankind once by the law. And the fulfillment of the law was the end of sin because where there is no law, you cannot impute sin. So the sin that was in Adam, how it ended up to Samson, you know, to, to all these people of the Old Testament, which was by the law. That's all. So when Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, how did he do it? First of all, God made him sin. Also, Jesus fulfilled the law. In, in, you know, in Colossians chapter 2, in Ephesians chapter 2, it is written very clearly that he, he destroyed the handwriting that was written against us. He became the peace. You know, he became the peace that tore down the wall of separation between the two groups. So Jesus fulfilling the law, even in Matthew chapter 5 verse 17, Jesus says, I have not come to abolish, I have not come to destroy the law, I have come to fulfill it. The fulfillment of the law by Jesus is the end of the works of the devil. Why? Because it took the law for the works of the devil to come. Do you remember? It took the law being given to mankind in Eden for him to break it for sin to come. So now Jesus has come and taken away the law. So there is no more law for man to break and turn into the nature that Satan made him in the first place. So we are so right now as we speak, after the fulfillment of the law, after Jesus dying a sin, then it means mankind is back at Eden. The race of Adam has ended because Adam was the, was the works of the devil. Adam was a man of sin. That is why the scripture called Jesus very clearly the last Adam, meaning you have no right to call any other man after Jesus as Adam. There is no more Adamic nature. There is no more sinner. There is no more man in the nature of sin. Why? Because this race, this race that became after deception, Jesus crucified it on his body. So the race that we have is man in the garden. The man that God created and said, this is a living soul. He breathed into him and he became a living soul. The man that was not corrupted. The man that did not have the knowledge of good and evil. The man that the serpent hadn't come to, to corrupt, to destroy. For the works of the devil have been destroyed. Now, let me read for you another scripture for you to understand even more. How Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. In Romans chapter 8, I will just read from verse 2. He says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Right now, there is no law of sin and death operating. The law of sin and death was the command given to the man in Eden, which he transgressed for sin to come. Now it is written, we have been freed from that law. All mankind has been freed from that law because all mankind was under that law in Jesus. You know, in, in Adam, while mankind was in Adam, they were under the law of sin and death. Whether you were an Israel or a, or a Nigerian or whatever, you were under that, they were under that law. But now when Jesus came, he freed all mankind. So when Jesus hung on the cross, all mankind was in him, being freed from the law of sin and death. Now when you resurrect, when you believe the gospel and come to Jesus, then the law of the spirit of life becomes active at work in you. In verse 3 he says, for the what the law could not do in, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Very simple. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. How? Because God is going to impute sin on him. 
That's why he says from now, Jesus, you will be called the last Adam because on you I'm imputing all the sin of all mankind. And then I will, after that I will take you and this body and nail you to the cross. So on the body of Jesus, the sin of mankind was crucified. And that was the end of sin. That was the end of the works of the devil. Right now as we speak, the devil is defeated and powerless. The devil has no share on this entire earth. No, he has no. That's why he's under our feet. We, the sons of God, are reigning by the preaching of the gospel. And even though men are still under the bondage because they lack knowledge, every single day we work hard to give them this knowledge because it is this knowledge that frees them. Satan has no power. Satan has no authority. Satan has no arms. He has been disarmed, thoroughly disarmed. Let me read for you how he, how he, he was disarmed. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2 verse 14. He says what? Let's read together from verse 13. I love this scripture because they relate with everything we study every day. And he says, And you, being dead in your trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. That was the law. That was any enmity that was ever between God and mankind, taking it to the cross. Then he says in 15, so the, the taking away of the law, the nailing of the law, the nailing of sin is what resulted to 15. And he says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. The moment Jesus fulfilled the law, he disarmed Satan. The only chains... The only weapon, the only power that Satan and principalities and all his gang had was the law. He could only use the law to destroy man. He could only use the law to deceive man, to deceive man to go against this law. You understand? Just like he did to Adam. You know, let me not speak in Swahili. You know, he came to Adam literally and said, I had there is a law that God gave, you know, that if you do this, this will happen. Mm, he lied. Go and do it and see what will happen. That's just exactly how sin came. But you see today, Satan has no power or authority to lie to any man. Why? Because there is no law of sin and death in place. None. The only law that is alive today is the law of the spirit. So the, the, now when we look at people in the law of the spirit, you will see only men who are dead without the spirit, men who are alive in the spirit. So the fulfillment of this law was the disarmament of Satan. I'm telling you, Satan is crying fall because he has nothing against you. In the old, we, for example, in the book of Job, we saw how, you know, it is written, oh, Satan went to accuse Job. That's okay. That's all right. In those days, the, the law was active. And he could accuse any man to God with the law, you know. Oh, God, I see that your law says this and this should not be done, but your man has done this. And the laws of God are spiritual and they are respectable. And God is just to all of his creation, including the serpent. So in those days, he could accuse mankind. But now he cannot. In fact, Satan cannot even reach where God is. Never. We are seated with him at the right hand of the Father. And it is written, he is under our feet. How can he crawl from down and come up to the throne of God? He can never accuse you before the Father. With what law? How? He's defeated. He's disarmed. Satan is a defeated foe. He has no power. He has no authority. But so many times in ignorance, we exalt his dead works. The works that Jesus destroyed, we exalt them over the works of Jesus. You see? 
the reason we are here, the reason we are the ambassadors of God, the reason we are the ambassadors of Christ is to preach the works of Jesus. Is to tell the world that you know what? The enmity that was between you and God is no more because Jesus tore down the wall. That is what we preach, the finished works. When you come here and start telling men you are a sinner, you are a loser, you are a fornicator, you are an adulterer, you lie and you actually you misrepresent God. God has said God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And he goes to clarify and says he was not imputing their sin on them. No, he was reconciling them. So you have no power or authority to impute the works of the flesh on men. That is none of your business. Your business is to teach them what Jesus did. And when they believe this gospel, when they receive the Holy Spirit, it is the Holy Spirit in them who will work and help them and enable them to say no to the works of the flesh. It is the grace of God who teaches us to say no to ungodliness. It is not the words we speak. So our work is to preach, to proclaim the works of Jesus Christ, the finished works. That you know what? Jesus came. He bore your sin. Oh yes, he bore. It pleased God so much that Jesus would bear the sin of the entire mankind. And after bearing it, he took it to the cross. What happened on the cross? He was crucified. He died. Your sin died. The sicknesses died. All the curses of the, of the Lord died because it is written, Jesus bore our curses. And Jesus resurrected, did he? Yes. So what next? Believe in this Jesus Christ. Believe in what he did for you and receive eternal life. The moment men receive the Holy Spirit, it becomes the work of God to transform them as they study the word. Our work is just to teach them this knowledge, to keep on teaching them so that they can grow in this knowledge, so that they can understand who they are now that they have come to life, now that they have believed the gospel. Our job is not to tell people you are a sinner and you are not. Our job is to tell them what Jesus did. When you meet a sick person and you tell them you are dying of cancer, have you helped them? But if you meet a person who has cancer and you give them you know, medication or, the, or therapy or whatever the treatment for cancer is, you have helped them. So we help mankind, we give life to mankind, we transform mankind you know, by telling them of what Jesus did. Mankind is tired of you telling them they are sinners or they fell. That is not even helping. They don't even care. Let me tell you, men are tired of you telling them that hell is hot and they are going to go to hell. In fact, nowadays they tell you even people like Michael Jackson are in hell, so it's going to be beautiful. That is all nonsense. And when you tell them about hell, they will just be shaken now and in two weeks time they will be back to their, to their default setting. Salvation does not come by fear. The gospel is, is the source of faith. And faith comes through hearing this true gospel. So the moment we, we teach, we, 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 we impute fear in people, then we are not preaching the gospel. He says it is the goodness of the Lord that causes men to repent. When we show men the goodness of God, when we show men how Jesus loved them, that he bore their sin, he bore their weaknesses, he bore their sicknesses, nailing it to the cross, men will just break down. They will just see this beautiful Lord who died for me and they will believe. But you, you want to be wiser than God. You want to shake people. You want to, 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 to use harsh words on people. You want to make people fear. But the God who died for them knows it is his goodness that causes them to repent. Who are you to think that it is your fear and condemnation that will cause them to repent? We must tell people the works of Jesus Christ. Because the works of the devil are over and are non-factor and useless. He's disarmed. He's defeated. Jesus Christ reigns. Let us preach him and his finished works. 
hope this teaching has blessed you. If you have any question, always free, feel free to write in the comments. Thank you so much and kindly share it with others. Thank you.